Brought to you by Feitner Productions. From the Beyond Unreasonable Doubt Studios, in association with Feitner Productions, it's Laying Down the Law! With your host, Billy DeClerc. Hey, that's me. Yeah, that's right, Billy. That's you. <sighs> Featuring Henry David and Pia Smith. Only a madman would dare to bring these people together to build a world of law and order, only to tear it apart with laughter. That madman is attorney Billy DeClerc. The result is a podcast blasted to the farthest reaches of the internet. That podcast is this one, and it starts right now. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, Earmark Edition, the law and comedy podcast hosted by me, the unacknowledged bastard child of Sam Kinison and Karen Bass, Billy DeClerc. I'd, welcome, I'd like to welcome my returning guests. Uh, first, he's an actor, improviser, and writer, originally from Washington, D.C., a graduate from UC Riverside in art, history, and film, and he's part of the indie improv team, Ray Propellers. He is the hysterically funny Henry David. Yay. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> and... Uh, my second guest is a costume designer with five stars on Poshmark. She's a comic, an improviser, and an actor from the Upright Citizens Brigade, Second City Hollywood, and she can be seen on American Gangster, Trap Queens. Please welcome the hilarious Pia Smith. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Great I'm to be back. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to have you on the show, but first, a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All right. Are we ready to get into it? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. This week's case has to do with partnership. You know, the thing you got to know about partnership is the only ship that doesn't sail is a partnership. Ah. <laughs> Can we get a rim shot in there? <laughs> That's horrible. So, uh, this is a case out of New Jersey in 1945. The case is Finwick against unemployment. Compensation Committee. But before we talk about Fenwick, do either of you have any experiences with partnerships, good, bad, or in between? Uh, I, I had a partnership for about two years. She, um, we just, it didn't work out between her and I. Um, and I haven't been in a relationship since that was about a decade ago. Oh, you mean like a real romantic partnership? Yeah, that's what we're talking about, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> i um i had what should have been a partnership but i was so i was too young and naive to be sure that it was classified as such like just as i was it was my senior year of college and i met this well gentleman who was starting a publication and so we went into business together publishing this like it was a great idea for the time, you know, this was years ago, but at the time there wasn't like an inclusive uh, publication that, that spoke to all of the different um, campuses around Los Angeles, like all the different college campuses. So we had created this magazine that would do that. Long story short, that was my very, my really bad experience uh, with the partnership. So you didn't, uh, you didn't make money you could retire? I lost every dime that I have, which is a perfect way to start my post-college uh, life. Did not, yeah, I didn't get to retire off of that one. Yeah, you know, sometimes what you say about a partnership is uh, a partnership starts out with one person with a, with a, a great idea uh, and no money and another person with, with money. Uh, oh, no, that's not, that's not what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, one person, one partner has experience and the other person has money. And by the end, they change places. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. We didn't really change places, but we mm -hmm. it, it leveled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ended up with experience and no money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's kind of interesting how this case arises. It comes up in the context of unemployment insurance. But that's got nothing to do with the case, really. The reason it has nothing to do with the case, really, is because 
the question is whether this one employee or partner is an employee or partner. So whether one Arline Cheshire was from January 1st, 1939 to January 1st, 1942, a partner or an employee of Fenwick, John Fenwick, who was doing business as the United Beauty Shop. These names are so old school. They are. They're very old timey. <laughs> Arline Cheshire and Fenwick. I, I Fenwick. Cheshire. It should be I'm, a- I'm dying to find out about this beauty business in 1939. 1939 to 1942. And the reason is that if she's an employee, she's the eighth employee, which means he had to get insurance and he didn't have oh. insurance. He said she's a partner. And so if she's a partner, she's a co-owner. So you don't have to have workers' comp insurance for her. And so whether or not he is in trouble for not having insurance depends on whether she's a partner or an employee. So he's arguing that she was my partner, not she was an employee. Yes. I'm just really curious, how long had these, uh, you know, institutions even, like how long had unemployment insurance been around at that point? Mm. That must have been a, that must have been a new deal thing. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking it was relatively new, right? It hadn't. And I know what you mean when you say new deal. I didn't mean new as in, you know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah do you yeah. have any idea like when that stuff had become American? I'm going to guess this is what I'm going to guess. It was a part of a social safety net that FDR implemented. And I want to say that it was implemented. You've got mail. In 19. 19- 35. Okay. How'd he do? How'd he do, Billy? Just completely, just, I'm just extrapolating. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. See, I've been out of college too long to be able to like put those sorts of, you know, facts together. So I'm counting on you youngins. <laughs> I do know that the, I think it's the 22nd Amendment. So two, two term presidencies. It, it wasn't in law, but people just kind of, they went by that uh, convention and then FDR kind of took it too far. And so right. they- Didn't he do like four or three and a half or three and a quarter or something like that? Yeah, he won four terms. I think he died in his fourth term. So 1932, it, it, you're, you're, you're right on, Henry. In 1932, during the Great Depression, it was actually Wisconsin was the first state to bring unemployment insurance into law. I knew that off the top of my head with no reliance wow. on the computer. So smart. Um, and it had been on a voluntary basis in some states, but it was the first time it was formalized. California, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New York, Utah, and Washington were shortly thereafter. And in 1935, as Henry predicted, FDR signed the Social Security Act, which created plans for unemployment insurance and encouraged Henry. states to form their own unemployment insurance laws. So 1935 is the right year. So the unemployment insurance laws had been in place about 10 years. So this is relatively novel question. Of course, the existence of a partnership goes back much, much further. If I know one thing about uh, businesses is that they like to game the system and pay as little uh, insurance as possible. Oh, come on. Something happens and then they want to pay, have the insurance. So just a quick clarification. So they needed as a partnership, they needed to pay eight. Uh, employees worth of insurance or I, I guess that's where I'm kind of lo- lost. As to yeah. why okay. The reason that this case comes up in front of the court, Fenwick didn't have unemployment insurance. Okay. If you had eight employees or more, you were required to have it. If you had fewer than eight, you didn't have to have it. Uh-huh. He basically says, well, this uh, Miss Cheshire was my business partner and not because an she's a business partner. She's not okay. an employee. So because I, because she's a partner and not an employee, we're exempt from unemployment insurance, and there should be no penalty on me for not having it because I only had seven employees during the time in question, not eight. And the Unemployment Insurance Commission says, no, she's your employee. The question in the case is whether this uh, Cheshire is a partner or an employee in the beauty shop. And so the purpose of this case, for those of you who are listening for continuing education, the purpose of this case for those of you for continuing education credits uh, is thinking about whether a partnership relationship is formed when it's formed or whether someone's an employee. Um, these are general principles that you know, could vary from state to state based upon state laws, but, but these are general legal principles. So Fenwick had created the beauty shop in Newark, New Jersey in November of 1936. 
Miss Cheshire had been hired as a cashier or as a reception clerk in 37 or 38. So before she became a quote unquote partner, she um, brought customers in, she took their orders for the services to be performed and she collected the money. It was a first come first serve kind of beauty shop, no appointments. And she got $15 a week. And she continued that salary until December of 1938 when she asked for a raise. So this is when it all changed. He said, well, I, you know, I can give you a raise if we are making more money. And they, they came up with this agreement and they called the agreement an agreement of partnership. So they said, we're partners. And they actually, they had a lawyer draw up their contract. And the contract said, we become a partners as of January 1st, 1939. The business of the partnership will be this beauty shop. The name of the beauty shop will be United Beauty Shop. By the way, it's shop P-E, shop. Oh, yeah. Oh, fancy. It's a fancy okay. shop. Yeah, it's, it, it's French, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Uh, Miss Chester does not have to put any money in. She's not a capital investment partner. She's a sweat equity partner, as they call it. Fenwick is in charge of the control and management of the business. And Miss Cheshire will continue to be a cashier and reception clerk with $15 a week and a bonus at the end of the year of 20% of net profits if the business warrants it. If the business warrants it, interesting. And only Fenwick is liable for the debts of the partnership. They're both supposed to devote all their best efforts and time to the shop. Um, Each can look at the books and records. And the salary of Fenwick is $50 a week. And at the end of the year, he gets 80% of the profits and it will continue until either party gives 10 days notice of termination. So that is the agreement of partnership. They called themselves partners. They said they were partners. Uh, what is essentially uh, the partnership? It seems that what Miss Cheshire is getting is a profit sharing at the end of the year. If the net profits, if the business, if the business warrants, warrants it. it, which, uh, that sounds like some wiggle words to me. Oh boy. Uh, what is that even? That the business do we, doesn't warrant it. Do we know if they had an existing relationship prior to this employment or a partnership? They, she was an employee pre- previously. So she had okay. been working in the shop for, um, for about a year, a year and a half or so as a reception. I guess I mean, do we know if they knew each other outside of that beforehand? Oh, like a social relationship? Well, I think we yeah. ought to make one up. Don't you think? <laughs> Because I'm just like, why? I mean, just trying to figure out why that would be something that that person would consider. You know what I mean? And yeah, like something there had to be like a level of trust mm-hmm. beyond just you know. Yeah, like there's something thing. more going on. The year, I'll give you. Yeah, yeah give you, uh, give you profit, maybe. Does that? But that that, that partnership, it, it sounds a little uh, irregular or non-traditional. I mean, it seems the, the partnerships don't seem to be that lopsided in terms of 2080 and um... yeah well definitely Fenwick has you know he's in control and management he's paid three times more than three times what she makes he's the you know he's responsible for the debts but she's not bringing in any money either and she's working as a receptionist in the shop just mm-hmm. the same so I think this is you know they look at the part they look at this agreement and so you know, you're, you're balancing your scales of justice and on the side of the scales of justice on the side of this is a partnership is the fact that they're calling it a partnership and she's supposed to get some of the profit at the end of the year. And the court's going to look at the other factors and say, well, maybe it's not a partnership because of these other aspects. So they continued in this partnership relationship until January 1st of 1942, when uh, Miss Cheshire decided, decided she wanted to stay home with her child the Unemployment Insurance Commission decided that this was nothing more than a employment agreement. It was just fixing her compensation as an employee. From the Unemployment Commission, they went to the the court and they say, no, they weren't, she wasn't an employee, they're partners. And they said, essentially, no, they're partners. And the reason they're partners is because they said they were partners. They called it a partnership and they said, you know, the other factors surrounding it isn't enough to overcome this agreement that they had that we're partners. This court says, well, we're going to have to make a decision here as to whether they are or aren't partners. So in order to determine whether they are or aren't partners, they consider a number of elements or factors. Can I, can I stop? Because I'm, please forgive me. I may have, uh, I just, maybe I, I lost track here. I'm not understanding how unemployment ever really came into it. You know what I mean? So she, she 
wants to stay home with her child. Yeah. So there's kind of two things going on here at once. Okay. The reason that this case comes up is because he didn't pay for insurance. Right. But who, how did that even become an issue? Cause he's already in that like area where he's safe. He's got seven employees and one partner. Did someone, I mean, how did that come into question? Mm, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily tell us here how that. Okay. But it did it. somehow unemployment is involved in there. They're trying to say no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, typically unemployment. Okay. Yeah. The unemployment insurance division, you know, the audit employers and things like that to see if they're. In I see. Okay. So, okay. so I think this is coming. I'm sort of speculating here, but I think this is coming out of a situation where they're taking a look at this guy. They see they have, he's got, you know, eight people working there and he's not paying for his insurance. And so they're like, Hey dude, you got to pay okay. for insurance. And he says, Oh no, 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 no. I, I don't have eight employees. I have seven employees and a partner. And they say, well, okay. that's not a partner. They're like, nice try, buddy. Nice try. So she doesn't care. She has, she's doesn't have a dog in the fight. She's not even part of the case. She it's, this is about okay. her, but it's not involving her in any way. This is about Fenwick who doesn't want to pay for insurance and the insurance commission that wants Fenwick to pay for insurance. Got it. Okay. And, and, it and it's cheaper for him to give her whatever percentage she, uh, he gave her than to pay out that insurance. Unemployment for everybody in the, in the salon. Yeah. I mean, you know, it could be, that's why he, he decided to do that. It could also be that he was, you know, found himself a clever way of not giving her a raise, but giving her a raise at the same time. Mm. Maybe he meant to give her a raise. He thought she deserved it, but you know, he wanted to, you know, uh, you know, 20% of the profit. I don't know how profitable a, a beauty shop was in uh, 1939, but it could have been significant. So they have this agreement and, and the unemployment insurance commission says that's just a profit sharing. That's an employee profit sharing plan. That's all that is. That's not a, a partnership because she has no uh, real control. She's not a manager. She doesn't get to continue to own the partnership after she stops working there. She gives 10 days notice and she's out of the partnership and he keeps it. And so the appellate court says, we think that the Supreme Court below us the Supreme Court is not the Supreme Court up above us. There's a Supreme Court below us. We think they're wrong. The Unemployment Insurance Commission is right. This is not a partnership. And we look at a number of different factors to test this out. We're weighing all the, the, the factors and the circumstances to come to some kind of conclusion as to whether wh what we would call this. Of course, we look at the agreement of the parties. It does matter that they had this intention. And it's clear here that there was this written agreement it's clear here that they, they, you know, they had it drawn up by a lawyer. They called it a partnership. They said it was a partnership. And uh, they put this testimony of Fenwick in my uh, business association's case book. And I always love to read testimony because it's just so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The question was, when was she first hired by you? This guy's from New Jersey, so I'm going to do my best uh, Ray Liotta. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> that is when what I said was either 1937 or 1938. I can't say definitely what it was without looking it up. I couldn't give you the exact date. And she felt as though she was not getting enough money. Well, we were doing a lot of business, but the prices were very, very low at the time. It was in the depression. You had to bring your prices down to get business. And I told her, I did not want to lose her because she was a very good girl in the office and say what I needed. And I told her I couldn't see where I, I could afford to give her any more. And I did not want to lose her. So I went back and forth, back and forth. And finally, I said, look, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If we make any more money, I will pay you more. If you want to go along on that agreement. And that is where the partnership thing came in. That's how we started to be in the partnership concern at that time. And that was when it was all discussed and arranged. That's the end of the quote. That's Fenwick. That's how he talks. Nice. Oh, thank you. Oh, please. Oh, please stop the applause. It's, it's too much. Beautiful. Uh -huh. Yeah. The court says, well, it sounds like this is a possibility of an increase in compensation, but he only had to pay it if the business warranted it. So it was the whole, they say the whole point here, we look at this testimony is clear that she was just asking for more money and he didn't have it. And so he was just looking for kind of a 
an excuse or a way to do it. So it's just a financial relationship for compensation. That's what they really had in mind. And January 1st, 1939, the day of this partnership, nothing changed. She kept doing the exact same thing. She kept being a receptionist and he kept being the boss. He kept running the business. And so their intention, while they said, oh, well, it's a partnership, it really, even though they called it a partnership, it wasn't a partnership because she had no control in the business at all. She was still a receptionist and she just, you know, might get more money maybe if, you know, he decided to give it to her at the end of the year. So they, that's the, the main factor is that they say the words of the parties don't matter. It's their intention. The intention of the words wasn't to create a partnership in the legal sense. Did it ever get far enough along the, the partnership where she was paid out from profit share? Yeah, good yes, that was my question. That is a good question. There's no facts in this case saying that she was paid under those terms. I don't think so. Okay. I okay. think it was just a, you know, we'll pay it if I pay it if I can. Yeah. So I don't think he actually paid her anything. And that may have been a, that may have been an important factor too. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so they go through these several different elements. One of the things they say is, is basic to a partnership is the right to share in profits and that it did exist here. We have this profit sharing agreement, 80-20, if there are any profits, but they say that doesn't necessarily make it a partnership. A profit sharing agreement isn't necessarily a partnership. You cannot be partners and you can say, I'm going to, you know, I, you could think of like a loan situation. You know, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you $100,000 to start up your business and you don't have to pay me back unless you make money. But if you make money, I want, isn't that Shark Tank? Isn't that basically what they do in Shark Tank? Oh. Yeah, they pay for a share in your company. It's yeah. not just, they're not just giving you money. Yeah. yeah. So, it, so they're not going to run the business at all. They're not going to be your partner. They're just, they're well, what investing. Are they? That's huh? sort of the negotiation. I don't want them to make this about Shark Tank, but, but well, well, by that's all means, usually sure. like part of the negotiation is how involved they are going to be in the mm -hmm. in the running of the business I as believe. investors yeah 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 you say i don't you know i don't i don't want to be told what to do so it's a it's a it's a question but the point here being that profit sharing doesn't necessarily make it a partnership got it they're different issues certainly if you have profit sharing it starts looking more like a partnership doesn't necessarily mean it is one is there such a thing as a partnership without profit sharing Hmm. Because Partnership without profit sharing. Well, I don't know what to, what the what would the point be? Right, right. That that's what I was thinking. So I'm going to be your partner. What? What? Just it? for fun. Just, just for fun. Again, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. I think it's. I think it's. I think that's the idea that 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 the partnership. If it, you know, I'm trying to think of an, a situation where you'd want to become a partner with somebody and not want not get any of the upside. I okay. guess that would be called marriage. <laughs> okay. We just had to go kidding, in that just kidding. Oh, for goodness sake. I didn't mean that. <laughs> there's no financial, there's no financial upside. I mean, there is, but it's not part of the agreement. Uh, mm -hmm. This is interesting. Although, you know, I, one of the reasons that I don't, uh, that I don't do part, join partnerships myself, as I say, I've, I've got one partnership and that's my spouse and, my focus is on making sure that that one's great. You gotta, yeah, you gotta fulfill that agreement. Nice mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay. So, I mean, I, I'm trying, I don't wanna like, you know, dwell on this soap opera sort of uh, aspect of this, but I can't help but think that something was going on. That's what, you know what? It seems like something's going on. Like, hey, I, I, I need a raise. All right. Um, the best thing for us to do is see what happens and see if we make more money. And like, yeah, at the end of the year, sounds like a a way for him to keep having sex with her and not have to, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is a this is a 1930s business owner, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it was my uh, if it was my take on Fenwick, but as I'm reading the words, I'm like, this guy sounds a little shady to me. Yeah. Sounds a little shady. Fenwick. I don't know. Fenwick the slick is what they used to call him. Yeah. Back. Okay. Fenwick right. 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 That's and right. Really, I, I have to say that your your reading of his like your interpretation uh -huh. sort of pushed me further toward the, my assumption that something was going on. Well, you know, the if thing you read about it this, straight. It's, it's, it's you text. Know. Is so really, it's just that it's just like Shakespeare. It's like the words are working through me. <laughs> 
I didn't bring a, I didn't have a preconceived notion. I barely read this case. So it's just, you know, I chose, I chose Ray Liotta, although it came out a little bit Joe Pesci, but, uh, but you know, kind of a hybrid, kind yeah. of a hybrid. <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, if you if you've done yeah. it, Walter Cronkite, I'd have been fully he, like, yeah. Oh, the guy's on the oh, he's completely on the up and up. Good guy, yeah. But yeah. now I'm like, nah. I mean, also the fact that he calls her a very good girl, I think is kind of that's sort of. <laughs> he yeah. said she's a very good girl. Like really, I didn't want to lose it. I'm like, I didn't want to lose her. She was very good around the you know shop. So she wanted more money, but I figured out a way to make her wait an entire year. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sort of wondering about the other women in the shop. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm presuming that they were. Uh, yeah. Are we, are, are we, are we positing? Sounding like a, is a like handsy? A whole, He's a little it's handsy. It's sounding like a hostile work environment mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. I just. Yeah. Yeah. He, I want to make these assumptions mm-hmm. about. I'm sure Fenwick was. Yeah, and, and staying home to spend more time with my children kind of does sound oh, like. Oh, God. Like a, you know, hmm, yes. maybe I don't want to work here anymore. Yeah. And then, oh, my God, I don't even want to wonder about this pregnancy of hers. What, you know, yeah. what about that? Seriously. Oh, my God. The scandal upon scandal upon scandal we're heaping upon just... Mr. Fenwick. Fenwick. Yeah. And she yeah. quietly goes away. Mm hmm. <laughs> He doesn't even. Yeah, I'm just. This is not sounding good. She stuck around with his quote-unquote partnership for two years, and she got bupkis. So she was like, "Oh no, three years." She was a partner. Oh, she got nothing. Really? Wow. She got nothing. So that sounds like somebody who's under duress or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all feeling. We're feeling for Cheshire right here. Uh, Nobody's. There's no. uh, There's no Fenwick. Fenwick protectors here. There's no he doesn't he doesn't have an advocate in this room. Is there any more dialogue from him? Unfortunately not. I wish there was. Uh, yeah, he, it's a, you know uh, I I don't I don't know anything about hair myself. I just uh, want to be <laughs> I want to be around women. So I want to be I want to be, be in the shop. I open the shop for that. I open reason. the shop. It's a beauty shop because I like to be around the beauties. Yeah. That's why. I, the beauties. I I didn't put out. It's not an ugly shop. <laughs> oh my god store. Can you imagine the, so the teams of women coming through there on the daily weekly monthly this guy benwick's kind of oh overweight my god. he sweaty, was no good balding. he was dirty throat. yeah he doesn't have, he has alopecia he doesn't have hair yeah yeah <laughs> he doesn't know anything about hair he's just basically drooling on his shirt all the time yeah, yeah. get over here god, get we, over here we've turned him into a monster <laughs> Fuck that guy. Make him pay his insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the other thing the court said is important in determining whether they are partners. Uh, the sharing of losses. Now, one thing in Mr. Fenwick's favor, we will say, is that he didn't make her bear the losses if there were any. And here the agreement explicitly says she's not on the hook for the losses. So only if there's profit, then maybe she'll get a, a 20% of that profit if he wants to pay it. So that's the second factor or third factor. The next factor, fourth factor, I'd say is, is the ownership and control of the partnership property. And here they say, look, it's really obvious. She didn't put any money in. She didn't own the shop. She didn't run anything. She didn't buy supplies. She didn't have, she had no ownership in it really. And when she left, she didn't take anything with her. So it's not, she doesn't have real ownership or real control in the partnership. And then they look at the power to administer that is like to, you know, who's, who, who runs the management? who's in charge, who decides usually a partner is the person is a person in charge. They're a person that makes decisions. They have some authority. And here they say, "Mm, this isn't the case. They cite to a case called Voorhees and say, you know, the person doesn't have any of the prerogatives of a principal in the management control of the business. And if it's not your prerogative, you can't do what you want to do. Everybody's talking. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. That was (laughs) a little shout. I was, there was a little shout out there. (laughs) No, but you know, it's funny because he, if he incurred losses, they would have been the same with or without that partnership. So it's kind of not really, I don't see how that helps his case at all. Right, right. I mean, this agreement, I think it's, you know, the only thing that really helps him in the agreement is that the word partnership is in it. 
So basically the court says, you know, the language of the agreement, they call themselves partner and they call the business a partnership, but the agreement gives her no rights at all. Well, she is setting those appointments. She's setting appointments. Absolutely. She's setting appointments, but she's got no control of when people come in and out of the shop. Right. But if she's truly a partner, she's like, you know what? Do you think we could get rid of the extra P and E in the shopping? (laughs) Let me just call it a shop instead of shop. Right, right. And Fenwick's like, look, I paid for the marquee. I paid for the extra P. I paid for the extra E. It's a class joint. We're keeping yeah. the P and the E at the end. All right. It's fancy. It's the fancy. Ticket. I got I got two P's for the price of one. I mean, I had to think. <laughs> I went to the show. I went to the I went to the signpost maker and they're like, listen, I know you don't have an E, but we got this extra E laying around. It's the most common letter in the alphabet. We're going to give you two P's for the price of one if you buy an E. <laughs> it's like, I'll buy a vowel. Oh, man, that's a whole different world. Marquee letter buying. That, that yeah. Whole okay, what else do we know? Another factor the court looks at is how do they act toward third parties? And here they say, okay, one factor that cuts toward it being a partnership is that the tax returns they filed were actually partnership tax returns. Oh, for income taxes, they they held themselves out as partners. Fenwick reported on his income tax return that his income came for the partnership, but they didn't inform any of their vendors that they were partners. It was just Fenwick or the the beauty shop. Is that a big deal? Well, if you're holding it out to third parties that it's not a partnership, then it doesn't seem like it is. Okay, they're kind of batting things around. They didn't they didn't inform people. They said, well, it's not necessary. Uh, And he says, because all the purchases were cash. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't need credit we just paid for everything in cash all right so uh so that's shooting himself in the foot there with tax, yeah, I, and tax evasion i'm starting to think maybe maybe fenwick's laundering money out of this beauty <laughs> i mean my god can he get any sleazier i know he's were they bootlegging in the back i mean jesus yeah the name of the shop the united beauty shop he had gotten from one florence miola he was basically paying this Florence Miola to use the name United Beauty Shop. So that was in his name, not in the partnership's name. This uh, rental of the very excellent trade name United Beauty Shop. Have that name, I mean. They also look at what happens when the partnership breaks up. It's called dissolution, when a partnership dissolves. And in this case, the partnership was exactly the same as if she had quit a job. She stopped working and she stopped getting compensation and everything went the way it was before she had become a partner when she was just a receptionist. And so they look at everything and they say the burdens on the employer in this case, because it's workers comp, the burdens on the employer of proving it a partnership. And we just don't think so. Um, they're not uh, the definition of a partnership. Uh, this is go back, goes back to Henry's question. The uniform partnership act is an association of two or more people to carry on as co-owners a business for profit. So the element of co-ownership is what's really lacking in this case. They are carrying on the business for profit, but there's really no co-ownership. He got everything back when she was out. And ownership is basically conclusively shown here to be just in Fenwick. And they say the, the law says if you're paid profits, that doesn't necessarily mean you're a partner. It says no inference of partnership is drawn if the profits are received as wages of an employee. So the inference here, inference being the conclusion you draw from facts, the inference here is that the profit, the 20% that she's supposed to get is an employee's wages profit sharing agreement. So the outcome is seven to five. Seven of the judges said this should be reversed and five said it should be affirmed. That is Fenwick against unemployment insurance. This reminds me, uh, I don't know if this is a, uh, an appropriate analogy, but when people get married for citizenship, oftentimes there will be some type of caseworker to come into the, the abode to establish whether or not it's an actual relationship. And the way they do that, from what I understand, is they'll see if there's um, common property own, ownership within the dwelling. You know, are, 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 does, the, does he or she uh, have... Uh, belongings there, et cetera, et cetera, to establish that it's an actually an actual good faith um, partnership. You know, they're checking the they're checking the bathroom drawers for toothpaste. Right. 
essentially not just hanging out for the time for the moment to shoot okay wow interesting i mean you know that that could be kind of could get kind of intrusive but uh yeah it's the same thing it's 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 what we're gonna the idea being here we're gonna look past the label of something what you are choosing to call it and we're gonna say what it is under the law what are yeah what are the you, clues mm-hmm. the factors what are the factors of the Real elements shit. we're looking at not here? not what yeah so in wow. the case of partnership ownership or control it, so you know, in, in another episode, we talked about people creating a partnership inadvertently without meaning to, and you can create a partnership inadvertently without meaning to, and that can create problems as well. Here you have someone intending to create a partnership uh, or, or, or suggesting that they're creating a partnership and the court's saying, no, you didn't. Really? No, you yeah, didn't. No, you didn't. You said you did, you didn't. <laughs> you said you did, but you didn't. <laughs> What a what a sassy judge. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Judge Judy or something? I'm yeah. just not, yeah. It's like it's like three generations up from Judge Judy. No, you didn't. You didn't. Don't, <laughs> no, you don't didn't. pee on my leg and say I'm raining. Don't 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 pee on my leg and call say it's raining. All right. All right. All right. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You, you said you drove the car, you didn't. All right. All right. Outrageous. <laughs> I'm judge. I'm judge sass. <laughs> judge sass. That's a good. Uh, I like that. That should be that should be a 1990s sitcom. Judge Sass. Sass, yeah. It would be it would be really fun to, to to like you know go back to old cases and deal with them in the way that like some cheesy court TV judge. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're wearing a wig, like a white. Wig. <laughs> That's hilarious! Oh my god. so we open on a suburban home in eastern detroit judge sass has walked through the door wearing his wig and his long robe honey i'm home or am i (laughs) that's that's, something that the audience you know cracks up that's the catchphrase we got from judge sass yeah did you make dinner or didn't (laughs) you No, you didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You said you did. You didn't. You said you did. You didn't. Yeah. After 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 every punchline, the 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 protagonist looks towards the uh, the fourth wall. Yeah. Every punchline. Yeah. You said you did. You didn't. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's a '90s sitcom. They gotta have a catchphrase, right? You said you did, but you didn't. Yeah. Mm Hmm. My favorite was, did I do that? Did I do that? Oh, yeah, that's a class. That's a good one. What are we going to (laughs) do? Rachel. (laughs) What are we going to do? Okay, I didn't watch sitcoms in the 90s. So these are that was was David Schwimmer. Oh, what are we going to do? Yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen a single episode of Friends, not one. I'm missing anything. So they say, or mm-hmm. actually, some people say it would save, you know, save my life, would turn mm-hmm. me around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen enough clips to equate one episode, but in length, not in continuity. So I've seen like parts of different episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, <clears throat> Miss. Uh, Miss 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 Chester, how you doing today? Uh, I'm 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 actually doing fantastic. I'm you look you look you look, oh. you look you look great. Stop it! Are you are you flirting with me, Mister Fenwick? Oh, you're my favorite. You're my favorite employee, <laughs> Mister Fenwick. Well, I just, um, if I could brag just a little bit, I'd like to show you the appointment book. Oh, oh you, know, you know how much I like, I like business. I'm a businessman. <laughs> well, I know how excited you get when I show it to you. So All um, right. let's What's take on? a look at Tuesday. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you see here at 9 a.m., we have three colored cups. Mm. And oh my goodness! Now, now the the three colored uh, that uh, you're gonna have to slow that down. That's nomenclature that goes over my head. Three colored cuts is uh, remind. Well, me. 
I know, I'm sorry. I know you love this part. What a color and cut is, is when we take a product and we apply it to the hair and that changes the color of the person's hair. And once we've done that, we give them a fancy haircut at the shop. Oh, well, this, you know, I don't know what I would do without you, Miss Jessica's, uh, you know what, I, I don't, I don't have hair. Okay, clearly, um, I'm, I'm bald. Uh, and so uh, that's why I have you ladies flocking around me to uh, you know take what? care of, yeah. We've all been talking about ways that we can work on something for you. You just say the word and we'll fix you up with a fancy wig. Ling, 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 ling. Hi, Mr. Fenwick. Hi, Ms. Cheshire. I'm here for my weekly cut and color. Oh, oh. Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh, 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 oh. oh, Mr. Fenwick, you're so sassy all the time. Oh, oh. Hi, Mrs. Broderick. You're Hi. actually an hour early. Oh, I wonder how I could kill an hour, Mr. Fenwick. What could I do? Uh... Should I just wait here under the blower? Oh, actually, Mrs. Broderick, what we would prefer is if it, you were to go down the street to the coffee shop and come back in time for your appointment in one hour. Uh, are you in charge of something, Miss Cheshire? I'm a partner here. Oh, you're a partner. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Uh, you know... Uh, you know, she, you didn't have to make her leave so quickly. I mean, she looked great in that sundress. I don't understand why you even would promote having her hang here in the shop for a full hour before her appointment starts. Well, you know, it just, uh, it just it brings up the atmosphere. You know, we're a little slow right now. It's, uh, but listen, I can, I can see how, look, I can see how um, that, that might be suspicious, Mr. Fenwick. Yeah. Look, mighty suspicious. I, I, I want to, I want to tell you something, Miss Chester. Um, I, I think I see, I see, I've, I've upset you. Okay, and it just so happens. Really that upset. I, look, I'm really upset, Mister Fenwick. I, I can see that. I'm, I'm, you seem inconsolable right now. Let me. Um, what, what women? They like things. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Hey, Chuck. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Barry. Hey, how you doing, Chuck? Hey, what's going? What's going? Come on. Ah, uh, you know it's three o'clock already. I've been down at the. I've been down at the the corner pub. Where, where all the guys are wondering where you are. We got a game of dots, and we're ready to start. Where are you, buddy? You know, uh, Barry. I'm a. I'm a businessman now, okay? And uh, my business is uh, understanding that ladies need things uh, like doing the hair. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, how you doing, puts? How you doing, Hello, puts? Mr. Robinson. Ah, uh, you could call me Barry. No, thank you, Mr. Robinson. Ah, uh, Chuck, you got a real sassy one over there. Real uh, sassy over know, there. No, that's how I like them. I uh, love them nice and, uh, nice and sassy. Sassy's She's a good girl. girl. She's a good girl. She's Mr. Robinson, are you going to be having a service today? Because otherwise, we're going to have to ask you to leave. You know what? I was thinking maybe we could continue talking about you as though you're not here. Is that the, what year? Uh, this is 1939, right? We could do that, right? I mean, uh, this is 1939 America, okay? Oh, uh, oh, I, oh excuse me for interrupting. Oh, excuse me. Oh, you no. make a good point. Go ahead and keep talking about me like I'm not here. Look. Well, well, now I, she's broken this. She kind of broken the vibe of that. Yeah, you know it's it's not it's not the same, huh? It's not the. Do we use the word vibe in 1939? I don't think we do. No, no, like uh, I no, I, I I understand. It's like the vibration in the body. It's a sort of a, a one of the, those tree huggers that smoke that 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 reefer. They talk the, about that stuff down the street. The reefer. That, that's a term that's very very on point for 1939. I believe that is exactly the, the term that we use. Absolutely. I mean, it's madness. It's absolute I, madness. I mean, the, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. I would never touch that stuff. Who would touch the reefer when you got the legal, the, you got the, the legalized alcohol? You know, uh, matter of fact, I have a little, uh, little stuff. I got a little something here, a little uh, Kentucky magic right here. 
You want to take a little swig with me? Oh, I don't mind if I do. Uh, uh, Miss Miss Cheshire. Miss Cheshire. Uh, uh, you, yes, Mr. Robinson. Do you mind if we? Do you mind if we partake in front of you? Um. No, I don't. And you know what? Now that you have reminded me of my place in society at this time in our history, I would like to offer you a cup of coffee that I could prepare right here in the back for you. Hold on a second. You know something? You know something, Chuck? You know something, Chuck? You know, I'm starting to have a thought. What do I tell you about thoughts, Barry? They're not good. Usually I try to avoid it, but but you know, the something that your partner over there said kind of made me think. You know, uh, I'm not so sure. Do, you know, do you think the ladies like it when we talk about them like they're not here? Because this one, she doesn't seem to like it all that much. I, I'm, I'm reading between the lines here, you know, but. I'm okay. not even listening. You know what? Um, let's do a little, let's do a little uh, experiment, okay? Okay, uh, we'll try something different. Uh, Miss Chester, what I would like you to do is I'd like you to have a conversation with Barry and leave me out. But talk about me as if I'm here or I'm not. I'm, it basically, treat me as, I, as if we were treating you, okay? Oh, let's try that out. Let's see what that feels. Okay, all right. Hello, okay. hello, Miss Tricia. Hey, you're looking very cute over there. You're, go, oh, you're looking good, you, Barry. Robinson. It's very important to me that you notice that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait. Um, have you spoken with my boss today or with my partner, rather? You know, is that the that, that fellow over there? He's he's looking nice over there in his little, you know, suspenders and whatnot. Looks yes, a little sweaty, but, you know. Uh, yeah, we just hey, talk about him like he's the fact that he doesn't have any hair. We all talk about how interesting it is that he owns a beauty shop, but he's he's bald as a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call that I think they call it irony. And also in 1939, we're very familiar with jet skis. Oh, <laughs> well, I keep forgetting about the, <laughs> the, the difference between, you know, uh, the things that I fantasize about and what the reality is here for me in 1939. <laughs> well, just tell me more about these fantasies. Do, you, do they involve coming down to the corner, the corner pub and having a glass of whiskey with the other folks? Oh, well, my goodness, I wouldn't dare. I mean, I mean, it's after three o'clock thing would be would have no integrity, would have no I, I, I would I would uh, I will I would I would bring shame to my family. I would be a strumpet, a harlot. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna. You know, uh, how did that feel for you? This does. This doesn't. Uh, this Chuck. doesn't feel. It doesn't feel too good. It doesn't feel too good. No. All right, now, now you guys do it, and now let me see how it'll feel. You guys do it, and I'll, I'll listen. Are you talking about me like I'm not here? I just ding a ling ling. I just walked in. Okay, yeah, now you talk uh, about you, me you, like you, I'm you, not you here. You gotta you you just take this uh, uh this whiskey away from me. I, okay, I get you. So whiskey. bored and depressed. I I had a, almost oh. half a bottle. Here. All right. Okay. Well. Mr. Robinson wants us to talk about him like he's not there. Um, yeah, so everybody knows that he hasn't had a job in like five years. I mean, we don't know why his wife is tolerating that. That's crazy. And, you know, the, 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 the crazy thing is, uh, you know, I, I understand people are coffee, coffee and enthusiasts, but, uh, you know, you don't have to come in with, with coffee breath all the time. It, it's just, uh, it's, it's very unpleasant. When you it's horrible. Excuse me. Excuse me. If I interrupt, I said, you could talk about me as if I was not here, but I oh. didn't necessarily mean insult me. Oh, uh, well, oh. You know, uh, are those we, things insulting Mr. Robinson? I mean, the, I mean, I don't think that coffee breath is considered a good thing. Even in 1939. Hey, look, oh. look, look, uh, you know, I, I, I took a, I took an ath, uh, an acting class down downtown and they told me, you know, really commit to the uh, imagination, the imaginatory, if you will, uh, situation. So I All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I interrupted your scene. I'll, 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 I'll proceed now. as you were. Please continue talking about me as though I'm not here. Yes. Hey, hey but just tone down the insults. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, we won't, we won't, we won't say anything that's insulting, but boss, I, I mean, partner, um, I'm really enjoying this role playing with you. <laughs> it, you, you, you know, uh, it's, uh, it, it brings a lot of light to my life because, uh, you know, things aren't, uh, 
good too good at home with the with the misses as you know but not as bad as barry not as bad as barry oh i can't imagine it getting as bad as mr robinson hey hey i'm over oh. here still i can hear you i got oh. ears oh uh, you mean... know what oh my god you know what like i think we should just go back to the way that makes the most sense which is you two talking about me like i'm not here i mean that makes the most sense right well, I don't know. I feel like now that I've seen Paris, I can't go back to the farm. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man, you uh, you you talk like an educated man. Let me tell you. It's just you know, it's that old song. You know, how are you gonna get them back on the farm after they've seen Paris? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't uh, know about that. That's a good one. It's a directly on point 1939 reference. I'm quite sure of it. That's pretty. That's that's pretty good. My my uh. My point being. My point being, I'm exploring new versions of my identity. Okay. Okay. Wow. How, how deeply insightful, Mr. Robinson. Thank you. Thank you. Are we well, I'll be going now. Uh, well, what, oh. No? But, well, well what, Barry, I, mean, uh, okay. I got an idea. Chuck? Yeah. Maybe we just invite her down to the corner bar. What do you say? Yeah. We'll close up shop early. Oh, you are. Oh, I mean, are you still talking about me like I'm not here or am I here? Here's the I'm... thing, Barry. Here's the thing. She, um, she's my uh, partner. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I struck up this deal. Okay. Yeah. Where she uh, basically does the exact same job that I hired her to do. Okay. Which is uh, running the, uh, the cash machine and okay. uh, occasionally putting her hands on some hat. And I don't pay her any, uh, the, uh, there's no more uh, compensatory uh, uh, additions to her uh, weekly pay. Um, but I, I, if we do make a, a profit, if, if, big if, 20% mm -hmm. of uh, our profits and uh, I get to duck the insurance people while doing that. Well, let me ask you a question, Miss Cheshire, since I have evolved intensely during this conversation. How do you feel about that arrangement? We, 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 uh, oh, she's not answering. Yeah, Mr. Cheshire. Oh, oh, you're yeah, asking me. Yeah, was oh, that, yeah. You were completely oh blown up on my real evolution. I was so, I was, I was so, you, you know, you have, you've grown so much in this conversation. I was, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't stop listening to you. And I got I a little bit. I matured. Um, you know what, Mr. Robinson? I really trust Mr. Fenwick. You know, I mean, this new arrangement last year, he says we didn't get any profits. And so he wasn't able to give me any, you know, any, anything. Couldn't give me anything extra. But I have faith that I think things are going to turn around this year. I really do. She's a good, she's a good girl. She's a good, she's a very, she's she, a good she's woman. Clear. Do you think you're a good girl? I think I'm a good girl. I try to be. I think she's I'm a good real girl too. Good. I'm real good with the appointments. Real good. Oh. I'm real good. So to answer your question, no, she cannot leave with us because she has to watch the front of the shop. You know, oh, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I hey, mean, there's I'm a lot. There's a lady waiting down at the corner, by the way. She'd been hanging out there for about 45 minutes. Oh, 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 oh my God. What? It's got to be Teresa. She has a 3.30. Ting-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Why, hello, darling. Teresa. How are you, darlings? Hi, Teresa. So you know glad I love to have my you back. at the beauty shop. Teresa. We are going to have you looking so gorgeous for your husband. When oh, you know, I like to here. look gorgeous for my husband. Let's let's not let's not talk about, you know, her husband right now. You know, let's, let's not oh, ruin the mood. Oh, let's not ruin the mood. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Teresa, if you just want to hang out here for one second, we're going to have a booth ready for you. Oh, no Let me go out and I, get you no some. No problem, Eileen. Yeah, absolutely. I beg your pardon, sweetheart. I said no problem, Eileen. Okay, so um, Mr. Fenwick, if you could just take care of her for a moment, I'm going to go in the back and get her some fresh, cold lemonade. 
Yeah, uh, go, it's 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 way in the back. Way, okay. way, way. All right, Mr. Fenwick. I'll be right back. Hey, oh, Mary, we're finally alone. Teresa. Yes, Mary. I, I got something to tell you. Do you think we should pay any attention to... to, to oh, no. Wait. You're Chuck. Barry's over there. That's, Barry, Barry, Barry. You know Barry. Barry's over in the corner. Yeah, Barry's in the corner. He's yeah. just standing there. He's just standing there watching us. I don't know. I don't understand. I was thinking that right about now would be time for us to, you know, get a little, get a little funny in the back. But, but I feel like Barry's watching us. All right, guys. Well, uh, I'm going to head on out. I'm going to head on down to uh, going to do some bowling for the afternoon. So Barry is out. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Okay, okay oh, Barry, God. I'll uh... I'll, I'll see you at the smoking lounge later. All right, man. We're finally uh, alone. Teresa, you know how much I love you. I know you do, Chuck. I love everything about you. I love the way you're just so womanly. Thank you so much. You're shaped like a like an hourglass. Have you, have you told your wife about us yet that we're in love? And we're going to run off and get she married in Cancun? She, she could never understand something like that. You know? I've been waiting for so long for you, Chuck. So long. I know, baby. Look, at least for right now, because things are just complicated at home. I want to make you a partner. Make me your partner? I yeah. would be glad to be your partner. I want to, I want to, uh, I'll have a lawyer draft up some paperwork. Oh. Oh, Chuck. For our love. It's going to be a love contract. Because oh, I'm Chuck. here with you. I'm here with you, Teresa. Oh, Chuck. This is the best day of my life. Oh, I've, After I've, all this time I've spent coming and getting my hair cut here, I'm finally having my dream come true. You're making an honest woman out of me, Chuck. You know, you could maybe even start working here. All right, but I want half the salon. Uh, uh, I want half the salon. Uh, <laughs> now, baby, <laughs> that's not, I mean. I want management and control. I want half the profits. I'll take half the losses if there are any. Come on, Chuck. You know this is what's right. 50-50, equal partnership. You told me. You promised me. You promised me. Here you go, Teresa. Here's your fresh I don't know if you know this, but it's good news. I got real good news. Don't, no, no. I'm a partner oh. right here at United That's Beauty. You. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fenn would love my work. Well, I, I am just a that you loved me, Chuck. I thought that I was your partner. I thought that I was your oh. one true and you, you you're no good two-timing, shoe-horny, vagabond, encyclopedia salesman. I never. Mr. Fenwick, you, you've been entertaining Teresa too? I'm a woman scorned and that's why I sound like I'm from the South suddenly. She, she, she's a feel a little uh, histrionic right now. She's She's confused. Mr. Fenwick, I'm going to have to toss this ice cold lemonade right in your face. No, 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 no. Uh, oh. There you, you go. You tell him, sister. You tell him. There you go, Mr. Fenwick. And, and get I'll out of the shop. Right out of here. Get out of the shop. Get it's out. over. That lemonade costs so much money. It's uh, ours now. My, Women's power. My, no, you're, you're out. I'm, a, I'm, I'm out. I mean, unless we should fight him for the shop. We we'll, can fight him for, we'll for the shop. We'll be 50-50 partners. We'll be 50-50 partners. We'll be 50-50 partners. Oh, None of this. Lisa, and oh. you know what? Well, I've always thought you yes, were. Yes, I've always thought you were real. Well, you know, we're not supposed to talk about this in this time that we're living in, but I always thought you were so beautiful. Would you, would you think about 
thinking of me in a way that might be a little bit unconventional? You know, I, I think I'm ready for a new direction in my life. And it could just be our secret. It'll just be us. You and me and the beauty shop. United. United as one. You, you know, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still. Yeah, well, we're talking about you like you're not. Because <laughs> you're not. <laughs> and scene. Woo! That was perfect. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah, All right. It. My jersey would go a little southern at times, mm-hmm. but I don't, you know what I mean? It was my first time. Just holding on to an accent, you know. Pia, where can people find you on the internet and the socials? Thank you so much for being here today. On the socials, you can find me at Pia Minsky Style on the Instagram, and I think that's plenty. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pia. And Henry, where can people find you on the socials, the internet, media? I also believe Instagram would be plenty, and it would be at Henry the David. All right. That's my handle, folks. At Henry the David. Thank you both, and thanks for listening to Laying Down the Law Earmark Edition, the show where we learn about new ways of doing things and old ways of doing things and jet skis in 1939. <laughs> 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 That's our show. 